0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 317. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm going to keep the intro and outro brief because I really enjoyed this chat. We actually recorded this at the end of last year, so there was an opportunity to get in a room with Ashley Waters uh, to talk about everything, really, his career and his life, specifically the new series of Bulletproof on, uh, on Sky 1. Series two, um, and, and things like Top Boy. Since we've talked in this, we, we talk about if there's going to be more Top Boy, and it was all up in the air, but since we've talked, that's been confirmed that there's a new series. So, um, yeah, that's awesome and exciting. Obviously, anyone who's tuning in that's involved in Top Boy, holler at your boy. Um, I'm good to go. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really good chat. It was the first time I'd met, actually, I'd been. A fan of him for a long time. I really like a lot of the movies he's been making for a while. And it was really good to get to talk about his relationship with Noel Clark, kind of the changes in the relationship over the years. It's just a great chat. So let's jump straight into that. Is there anything I need to tell you about? Not really. I've kind of been out of the loop because I've been sh- shooting a show in in Canada. Um, but I by the time you hear this, I'll be back in the UK probably self-isolating and listening to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of TV shows. So do the same. Uh, com is where you can get all my merch and stuff. Patreon.com slash Scroobius Pip if you're into that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, let's get on with the podcast. This is Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 300 and... Oh, in fact, I'll mention, if this is your first time tuning in, check out the episode from last year with Kano, because we did that... A little bit after Top Boy had come out, Um, and we had some good chats about Top Boy, about Des Hamilton, uh, the casting director, and Jan, the director, and and loads of good stuff. So yeah, um, check it all out. There's loads of good people previously on the podcast, so have a browse through the old uh, the old lineup. If you if if you've come in, if if you were a fan of Ashley back in the day of his his music, which we also talk about. I've had people like Mike Skinner on Roots Maneuver, um, Kate Tempest, uh R-Retch 3 too. loads of good people. So yeah, plenty of back catalogue to get into. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. This is episode 317 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Ashley Waters. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction just talk about anything and everything, Sorry, yeah. honestly. I swear. Um, or or how, I've, I've started. Are you rolling recording already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started. Uh, I'm here with Ashley Waters. Like, how's it going, man? You enjoying the kind of the promo run of of, of these things? I can't stand it, man. Can't yeah. stand it. I want to be in my house?
1: Oh, how? No, no, no. It's it's, it's all good, actually. It's fun with bulletproof, yeah. Because I share it. Well, major I'm not now, but I sh- usually share the stage with Noel a lot, yeah. And he likes to talk. He loves himself. He so, does like yeah, to talk. So I can always just kind of <laughs> I, I slide. Sometimes I just sl- slip into the background, and I don't have to say anything. So it's an easy ride. But um, obviously <laughs> today I'm on my own, so I've got to speak.
0: I've been at a few. Uh, a, a UFC events with Noel and and there's points where like a knockout will happen and he hasn't noticed because he's enjoying talking short, and interacting yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, of the yeah. He likes
1: to, he loves it. He loves to hold stage. That's my guy, man.
0: He's my guy. But <laughs> I love it. So, so so, like before we started rolling, I was really interested because you were talking about food and yeah. and stuff like that, and that could be a tough thing either on set or. Or, or on promo is yeah. eating healthy and, and keeping healthy. 100%, yeah, like, yeah. like, how do you find that? And, and do you enjoy that kind of finding that discipline? Um,
1: yeah, I enjoy discipline.
0: Um, any form
1: of discipline. I think that's how I've kind of got to where I am, really. I kind of have, you know, moments. I, I got, There's moments where I go crazy. Yeah. But then I'll have, like, real concentrated periods of, like, discipline. Yeah. <laughs> not spending, not going out, not doing this or whatever. So I feel like, <laughs> that's the right way forward for your, to train your brain to have that sort of discipline is good. That's why, you know, a lot of people fast for that reason yeah. and do a lot of other things for that reason. So I think that's cool. But the reason why, you know, this whole thing came about was that me and Noel, literally, I think we were filming in Malta. We'd, we'd shot about like two episodes of the season already and we, we got some rushes back of the show. Yeah. And we were fat.
0: Right. Well, we were, we were overweight <laughs> right. for,
1: you know, for, in in our opinion. Yeah. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, we've got to do something about this. <laughs> so I literally, I called my PA that night. I was like, I want a personal trainer by tomorrow, whatever, Um And then, yeah, hooked up, had a meeting. And then Noel kind of took the lead, um, took my lead and did the same thing. So we went on this journey and we weren't actually training together, but we were kind of supporting each other through our yeah. journey. And No, if you know, anyone that knows, No, I mean, he's like me times 10. So he's like a workaholic and he's overly driven. Yeah. So yeah. if he says he's losing weight, so like literally we had to tell him to stop losing weight. Right. Because yeah, in like yeah, yeah. three months or whatever, he'd already lost like two stone. Gone too far. Yeah, he'd just gone too far. He bought two exercise bikes, had one in his trailer and one on set that had to travel with him. So Man. he'd literally be, <laughs> it was just all about calorie burning. And it just became a huge comp- competition, but in a good way. And I think we both benefited from it. But getting back to your point, that's why, you know, I've had to make a change with food because I realized that, you know, now I've always been a person that trains. I'm always active. So, uh, you know, I've never been, uh, you know, and looking at myself in the mirror, it was obviously as a combination of age and my body, you know, how my body's just um, changing and how old I'm getting.
0: And, as soon no, the as food you pass I was that eating. 30, as yeah, soon yeah, as it, soon it, I got it, to it becomes yes, 10 times more work yeah, to get... hard work, hard work, man, hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, there's nothing more motivating on that front, right, than being, than having a shoot or being on camera or knowing that you've got a role where you're going to have to have your shirt off or whatever else. Yep, 100%. That's going to that's gonna fire you up to to have that motivation. Yeah,
1: yeah, I realised I, I just couldn't... You just get complacent. Yeah. I feel like being married kids and
0: yeah.
1: you're not really out there trying to impress women or anything anymore. I mean, depending on who you are. But um I'm certainly not. Yeah. Um but yeah, so you just kind of you just lose yourself a bit and then you realize like, you know, that the the power of you is is so impressive when you can you can harness that power correctly. Um and doing those things to not only focus your mind but just focus your life, man.
0: Yeah. So so uh, when you and, and Noel were kind of deciding to do Bulletproof originally, like how important was it for you to do a show like this that's 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 about the police and all mm-hmm. that? Because, again, people get big on, on representation and stuff like that, but representation isn't just more hood shows or roadmatch show, yeah. or whatever else, it's about variation of roles and variation of, of characters and stories being told. And it felt like this was a massive one because it wasn't just, again, there's been numerous things over the year where there's a white police officer and they've got their black partner or whatever else. So this is two young black men who are police officers and and doing their thing. Like how important was that to to push this forward? I mean, so important, so important. It was one of the key things that,
1: that got it to where it was. Cause we started off with this idea of, and we, you know, me and Noam, we, we, we were at an awards event and we just had a discussion and I was like, bro, we have, we've known each other for so many years. We've both been doing our thing and we've never worked with each other. What's going on? Yeah. And we just had a real candid conversation and it just turned out that people were, people were pretty much trying to separate us or keep yeah. us from each other. And, um, And so we felt like the best thing to do was make something together. But then it, I mean, it, it then turned into something else throughout the process of trying to get it made. And we realized that there was like, you know, even the the industry that we've been in and we understood that had some parts that were prejudiced and maybe racist, you know what I mean? We were still pushing through, but we clearly realized that there was, um, there was a huge disconnect where, you know, it wasn't about racism. It was about facts and numbers. And when we were trying to sell the idea, people liked it, but they couldn't sell it anywhere in the world. Like people in China are not going to watch that, bro. These two black guys and people in that place in Europe are not going to watch that and whatever. And it was just like, so no one wanted to invest, you know what I mean? And, um, we fought, um, um, and Noel literally said that, you know, I'm going to take the script to my grave then it will never get made. It's It's got to be made this way because people were trying constantly trying to change my character to be played by Benedict Cumberbatch and this right. person should yeah, come yeah. in and whatever. And that, that's what was going on. So we, we kind of, we, we down tools, we put the script down and we was just like, let's work on something else. Um, and then Sky came in and, um, straight away understood it and what we were trying to achieve. But I feel like time had to pass. You know yeah. we we were knocking on doors for seven years, and in those seven years, culture has changed all around the world, and black culture has begun to influence the world as well, and poke through poke holes in in different places that wouldn't usually take those sort of products. So if you look at music. Yeah. how UK music is exporting around the world now and the kind 100%. of the people that are at the forefront of it um, is a big part of the success of Bulletproof, is a big part of the success of Top Boy and all the other things that kind of come into that genre and that have people of colour kind of
0: at the helm. Completely. And I, I love that drive and determination Now, I always remember hearing it really inspirational when. Stallone wrote Rocky and he was trying to get it made and he turned down millions and millions because they didn't want him in the lead. I think they wanted Bruce Willis or someone like that. And he was like, no, it's got to be done like this or or not at all. And it almost didn't happen. And then it it was huge and all this kind of thing. And I love that because particularly in this industry, in film and TV, it is such a collaborative industry. So you do have to kind of, I don't know. There's certainly the implication that you have to make some con- concessions. You have to to twist and bend and sh- and shape. So it's great that you guys had that resolve to go. No, no, this yeah. is it. Do, do you want to make it or not? Yeah. Not. Do, do you want to yeah. change it? Yeah.
1: It had to be. It had to be about. You know, we didn't want to. At no point have we given up um, our power. We 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 put our foot down, and everything had to be made on our own. On our terms And obviously yeah. You know this, Like you said It's a collaborative effort But I feel we're working With people that understand Our vision um, And understand That the show clearly Works on the basis Of who we are Yeah As people Do you know what yeah. I'm saying and, um, Not to be Egotistical in any way But There's no us If there's no us There's no show Yeah Vice versa Do you know what I mean So it's like It's, it's one of them ones Where We feel like We've made a huge A big step for talent that's gonna come behind us. Yeah. Um and people that are creative in a way that you know, people that wanna make their own stories. Um we've given them we've given them an opening now. No one can say that only the Hood films or Roadman films or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. will do well. Yeah. Anymore because bulletproof's there and it will show you, you know, and it's about the police as well. Where, you know most of the people from from my community have a really bad Relationship with the police Or don't want to have Any sort of relationship With the police And that was another thing That we felt Really strongly about Was like You know Finally seeing some um, Police officers That you might actually Want to be like Yeah Yeah <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying Because I feel like before You yeah, had the bill Yeah um, I don't know What else man We were looking at him yesterday Miss Marple Yeah all those, then, detective, yeah, shows. those detective shows detective shows And whatever And you kind of You know, as a young kid growing up, I saw, like, Lethal Weapon, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis in Die Hard and um, even Bad Boys, even, like, 95, 96, whatever. Um, Those things made me want to be a a policeman. I used to think about it. I remember being a kid, like, thinking, like, whoa, I could do that. I'd love to do that and they never get caught and they never they kill everyone and they, they <laughs> and go home.
0: I mean, it's important, right? I mean, in in, in the community as well, because the mm. more there is... I mean, because the fact is, over recent years, there's been more and more reasons, particularly for for, for, for the, the young black community to not like the police. Mm. Like, there's been really valid reasons all over the press. Yeah. But the solution to that is to improve the police, mm-hmm. not to increase the kind of... The rivalry and and and, yeah, and, and yeah. battle. It's to go yeah. right. Well, let's if 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 the police are acting racist or inappropriately, then let's get people in there that are going to change that. Let's. It's, mm. It has to be a generational thing. So I think that's key on on shows like this because I think society is led so much by entertainment. As I said of you course, see something in a film course, yeah. and then you go, all right, I like that, and then you see a young police officer who you can relate to, who mm. speaks like you and sounds like mm. you, and you're like, all right. Yeah. I thought they were all yeah, yeah. this it's certain quite, way all the same. Yeah, and yeah. it can open it up. And yeah. it's, it's one of the things I like about Bulletproof is you guys in it, you, you speak like you speak. Yeah. like, like do you know what I mean? And, and, and as characters, you clearly have a connection with and an understanding of the street and of street level mm-hmm. uh, scenarios and situations. Which again, in a lot of TV, you've not had that in yeah. the past. In the bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're very distanced from yeah, the street yeah, from and I think right, that's a really right. key thing there to have that that reality and connection rather than it being us and them
1: yeah very important very important it's why all of these things I mean for us were like vital for to for what makes the show work um, the, the right level of action the right level of action and when I say that I mean like that's why we start, if you see season one we start off with that huge um, car chasing yeah, yeah, yeah. scene and that was all that was our vision. That was like it has to be straight out of the gate, you know, crazy and like just like the Americans do it kind of, you know, visually and whatever and But yeah, in London. But getting right in London, London. Yeah, because London 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 London's yeah, you know, London's London's the home of it and it's it's where we come from and kind of us just being ourselves as as crops, um, is a huge part of what we're trying to do to just to make it cross over, you know, yeah. and to invite other people to be able to watch a show like this
0: yeah I feel that like, so I mean you mentioned you and Noel meeting and discussing and realising that you'd not worked together how was that over the years because it always felt again I think in any industry when there's poor representation those who are representing are kind of pitted against each other and at yeah. the time it felt like kid adulthood and adulthood was on one side and top boy and bullet boy even was yeah. on the other side yeah. and it felt like there's rivals there as yeah. you will in music and whatever else and it feels important that you guys were gone, why are we fighting against, not even consciously fighting against each other, but why are we opposed when we should be together and, and, and build this all That up?
1: was the exact, you've hit the nail on the head. I don't even need to really elaborate. That was yeah. the exact conversation. It was like we realised. And I mean, I was really, I was quite honest with him and he was quite honest with me. I said, like, I didn't like you. Like, I didn't know you, but I didn't like you. Do you know what I mean? And that was because there would be people in my ear like, ah, he thinks he's so whatever. Do you know what I mean? And you kind of, you take on everyone else's opinion, but you actually, you haven't sat down with someone and met someone. And actually, even through the process of signing the deal for this, for the show and Sky coming aboard of Vertigo and everything, and we were having meetings and spending like half an hour here in a meet, 45 minutes there. But we didn't actually get to know each other properly until like the first day of filming.
0: Were you I mean, still in those meetings thinking it's still? Yeah, you know, yeah this no, is a business well, thing. I, 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 this isn't my boy yet. This well, is, this well, is yeah,
1: business. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I went <laughs> at that point. I weren't holding anything against him, and yeah. it was all love, hundred percent. But I didn't know him deeply as a person. Yeah, and like literally on the first day of filming, we spent all day in that that BMW. Who so we were doing it? We started with those yeah. chase scenes. We spent all day in that BMW, and we laughed from five in the morning till seven at night. And it was amazing. I, I just looked at him and I was like, bruv, like, honestly, I didn't know you were this cool. <laughs> yeah. like, all this time, like, we've
0: wasted so many years because he's one of the coolest people, man. I love that. I love that. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned briefly Bad Boys earlier. Mm-hmm. How much, how important was that film to you as a kid? C- because this feels like a British Bad Boys. As I said, you, the fact that b- b- both series start big action. Mm-hmm. There is obviously going to be winding stories throughout, but the action and stuff is key, which we we've not done a lot in British cop shows. Yeah. It's always been here's an investigation, here's yeah. gonna be the twists and turns. We've not done the kind of the bad boy style chases nah, all all action, all kicking off. Yeah man. So so how important is 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 that as to get across. I mean, I guess it's more key. It's action and, and the lightheartedness. Like there's comedy in there and there's a, there's, there's There's, fun to it.
1: There's comedy. There's yeah. It's observational comedy, I suppose. Um, Yeah. And that's, we, we, we took that, the influence from things like rush hour, like, you know, like, um, like bad boys or whatever. Those sort of jokes that they make are always about like the situations that they're in. Um, And they're just funny. We just go with it. But yeah But I mean Like I was saying Before the action Like That is one of the main things You know One of the main elements That make The show what it is And stand out From You know The rest of Of UK's Offerings I suppose Um, Everything else is I mean With this season I'd say We are a bit more Emotionally And and drama led Than we were in season one Which I think is a Is a good step up I think season one Was very fast paced and there was less time for the dynamic or the relationship between me and Noel and the other outside characters. But having more episodes in season two, I think we get to delve into that a bit more. But we've definitely been adamant that the you know the the levels of um, stunts yeah. and the action have to be higher than yeah. season one, and they certainly are.
0: I love that, and and again, I think you're right. There, it's it's key. It's those outside characters that can help bring that kind of thing in, and people like I was excited to see. Lindsay Coulson in there because I I did a, a, a film with her a year or so ago okay. and as soon as I walked on set I was like it's fucking Carol J- Jackson yeah, yeah, get, yeah, and I'm yeah. not even that big an EastEnders yeah, fan but yeah. if it's someone who's got that experience again mm-hmm. people can turn their nose up at your EastEnders and you build things up like but mm-hmm. it's real experience in getting the drama out in a limited amount of time yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. In, in your moment Listen, and nailing and, it and,
1: and it being good as well you're right yeah. like nailing it and Lindsay I mean, first and foremost, I mean EastEnders aside, she's a brilliant actor. Absolutely she's amazing, like, yeah. She's absolutely amazing and professional, like to the T. So you can't, yeah. I mean, there, you, there's there's no getting her on set because me and no try yeah. a lot, but she's she's strong. Um, <laughs> no, she is. She's strong, but she's also a laugh. Like me and her, we are we're the corpses on set. Yeah. So me and Lynn's if something goes funny. They have to, if we if me and Lindsay are together and we've got the same laugh as well, I know it's, it's crazy. Amazing. <laughs> we laugh the same, our laugh sounds the same. And once she goes, I go and we'll be laughing for hours. She's like so much fun. And yeah, I mean, I talk, I, I, I've got a lot of time for Lindsay, man. So yeah. I, I talk to her a lot outside of work. Like we'll go out every now and again and whatever. She's really cool, man. Really cool. And, um, just a real valued member of, of the show.
0: Yeah. really. Is that key having good people around fit in between scenes that that you can c- connect with and and learn from still yeah, and talk to, because you've course. got tonnes of experience, but a lot more, yeah. uh, I, I feel, oh, no, I guess not. I was going to say more in f- film than a TV at points, but still having someone who's got that experience of those long shoots day in, day out and not having the necessarily the time to get, spend a whole day on a scene. It's yeah. like, we need to get this in half a day. Of, course, like
1: of course, yeah, because, you know, I mean, we do have... Every now and again, you get people that come in that they're not, um, as experienced as the rest of us or don't, you know, it's their first time maybe doing TV and they don't understand how quick it needs to be or whatever. And we have to push them through and it can hold things up or whatever. But kind of having Lindsay there. I mean, I, first and foremost, Lindsay, she, she will ace every scene. She's like a one taker and whatever. Always knows her lines and that. But the, the best thing about her is the support that she gives you. Yeah. Um, offset. Completely. Um so she's the sort of person, she's quite very spiritual. Um and she reads a lot. So what if you I if I show you my, my WhatsApp between me and her is her just sending me links to books, read this book, go and see that play, meditate a bit tonight, do this, do that, or whatever. So she's always just trying to take care of people and yeah, we just love that. But I think everyone you kind of where you spend so much time with these people, you're like you're with them for seven months. I see Noel and Linz and the gang more than I see my kids. You know, literally I wake up at six, my kids are not awake yet. I come home at seven. I say good night to them and they go to bed. And then it's the same the next day. So you end up, these people end up being your family and everyone kind of falls into a certain role. So you have one that will make sure everyone's eaten. And then you have one that's like, you know, dealing with someone's hangover from last night, come (laughs) here and let me sort you out and whatever. And it's like, you know, you just become a family and, and, She's definitely. I hate to say it because it's, it's cliche, but she is the mum of the, of the gang.
0: It goes into that. I swear, you, you also always have a, a bigger brother and a little a brother on yeah. set. There's always yeah. someone that is looking out for you, but, but, but and always someone you also feel you're going like, let's just yeah. let's keep you in line. Let's yeah, yeah. this. Let's, let's make this move. And that's
1: how it becomes, and it's a beautiful thing. And I suppose sometimes the sad thing about it is, and everyone knows, but it's not with this because we've had a good, good f- three years run, but. You kind of you develop those relationships, and then uh, as you probably know, you're you're onto the next show, yeah. And it's kind of like everyone's sort of forgotten. It's a
0: mad one um, to get used to, though, because it's mm. perfectly natural. But at, the, at first, it can feel kind of yeah, cold because yeah. you're that, that was, intimate for that time, and then all of you are on to, onto new films. And yeah. you well, listen, you at the stage see each I, other. stage I'm
1: at now. I don't bloody want to know anyone.
0: I, yeah. yeah, I don't care about yeah. them. I don't yeah. want any more friends. Let's all move on. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about on-set families. There, you're a Peckham boy, right? Yeah, right. My dad's Peckham, all family or all, all that area. Music and TV and film aren't necessarily at the forefront of of what you're told that you can do, or you can be, or you can achieve. So, what was your kind of your your youth like in that respect? And who who were your inspirations to go? All right, I can do I can do more than this. Um, so, what happened
1: was my cousin my cousin was going to Sylvia Young. Mm. And he's like three years older than me. Um, his mum, my aunt, um, explaining people about <laughs> family. So if you have a mum and her sister, yeah. So yeah. So my mum became his chaperone essentially because my aunt was working. Right. I couldn't take him to Carlson's auditions or to Sylvia's on a weekend. So I always ended up being, you know, brought along. And it just so happened one day she took him to an audition for Children of Eden, which was at the Prince Edward Theatre. It was a musical uh, for the part of Abel in like, the Cain and Abel yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And the guy that was running the auditions was, just said to my mum, just put him in and put a number on my chest as well. And I kind of went in and he made me sing Happy Birthday. It was embarrassing. It was bloody embarrassing. <laughs> made me sing Happy Birthday. Um, and I got the job Amazing. and that was it. And, I, and then my mum put me in the school as well in Sylvia. So I was doing classes on the weekend, but all along, I mean, as I was growing up, it was like, it's so weird. Cause I, actually in hindsight, you can look back now and it's very clear that back then it was unheard of for, you know, there weren't a lot of black people on TV um, and there weren't a lot of black people trying to act for that reason. Yeah. But, you know, to be winning, to be like getting jobs and whatever. It was a bit, you know, my mum was pretty surprised and shocked. And um, that quickly developed into, into me kind of wanting to do it. So I think I found the love for it through being forced (laughs) into going to the school and my mum trying to get her weekends back. So she could leave us there on the weekends and go about yeah, her business. Yeah. And then it kind of, it fell into me going, oh, actually, I like this. And like, we were singing there and dancing as well. So it was like, you know, as well as doing drama classes, I was doing tap, ballet, like, you know, loads of things I didn't want to talk about. And funnily enough, it, it, I started to lead a double life, I suppose. Yeah. Because no one wanted to, no one wanted to be an actor. Yeah. But then it was like, it was frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're either a rapper or a footballer or whatever, but no one was in that. This acting thing was like foreign to everyone, So it was weird for people that I liked it and that I was doing it, um, especially on a level that I was doing it. But yeah, I mean, that's where the whole kind of love for it developed. I think the moment I realised I could make a career out of it was when I was accepting my award at the Biffers for for Bullet Boy. That that was after me coming out of prison, you know what I mean? And kind of the whole music thing. And I was like... You know, you just kind of enlightened that actually I do have something, um, and not only that is I can make a living out of it. Because I feel up until that point, I was I was strictly just in it for for art. I didn't understand
0: about business or anything yeah. else. It's, it's it's fascinating, man. Because again, like the simplicity of when you're a young kid, particularly working class someone telling you you're good at something Mm. is a rarity. So I can imagine how you've been thrown into this and then like, I'm not really into this. I don't know if I want to do this. Then suddenly people going, this is, you're good at this. going, all right. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Like like it's going to build your love for it.
1: Yeah. Build my love. It built my confidence. Yeah. It built, definitely built my confidence. But I knew this is never, none of this for me has ever been about acting or... Even music or whatever—it's just been, always been about creativity yeah. and expression—and I've just always been looking for ways to to say what I want to say. Yeah, um, and just so happens that kind of acting came. But I feel like I'm the sort of person that my wife said it to me the other night. She was like, "I I, I bought home a, a record, uh, a song that I've been working on in the studio. but I was singing on it." And she was like, I just can't fucking stand you, man. And I was like, why? She's like, because how comes you can sing, you can rap, you can act, this, that, whatever. And I was like, actually, it's not It's not uncommon for an actor to be able to rap, sing, dance and do a lot of different things because actually what they're doing is entertainment and it's just about expression. Do
0: you know what I mean? The outlet um, is irrelevant. Completely. And like, I always describe it as it's, this- it's when people get on the train because I've I've moved into acting f- f- from rap, but most of my fan base no- knew me as an MC yeah. and it's that kind of, well, no, before that I was making l- l- like little sh- short films and yeah. I was writing stuff and doing all these different things. It's just, that's when you happen t- to know about it. It was kind yeah. of, it feels, it's, I think it's something that's interesting with your path is a lot of people don't really realise that you're already acting but before so solid and before music, so yeah. it looks like you you did so solid and then you moved into acting. It's yeah. like no, that was already there. So yeah. how were they as kind of dual paths at the time? Because I mean, a so, a so solid number one was a huge thing, but also that time, that whole grime scene and garage scene and everything else, it, it came hand in hand with potential. Trouble and pitfalls, yeah, and and yeah. getting yourself in, tr- in, in in trouble, and acting maybe n- not so much. Like right, acting felt like a different route. You're
1: right. I, they were two different routes, and I couldn't do them together.
0: Yeah.
1: So my whole the whole time I was in so solid, I I didn't act. I was like, I ain't doing it. Actually, I didn't even tell the guys that I was an actor yeah. until. So people kind of because I'd done like Grange Hill, a few recognisable things. Yeah. Before that point. I would get looks like, I kind of know you from somewhere, but people didn't know. No, no. But yeah, there was a moment where I was in, I think we were doing live lounge when they did it in Abbey road.
0: Yeah.
1: A live lounge. And we was doing a soul solid live lounge. And we had lunch and in the, in the green room that they'd given us for lunch, there was a TV and someone had put on, on put on the TV. <laughs> and I don't know why this shit always happens to me, but I came up on the TV there was a series on sky one way back called the young indiana jones chronicles yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so it's basically a tv s- series about indiana jones but when he was really when he was a kid yeah and i did i i was a guest lead for two episodes it was like big production lucas films yeah and we shot it out in morocco and it came on but me <laughs> as like nine year old or 10 year old ashley riding a camel um, talking with like an African accent or whatever and everyone the whole of Soul Solid were like everyone stopped and they looked at me and they're like bro is that you?
0: I was like yeah. That's not a secret and anyone is yeah, going to predict yeah, it yeah, or yeah, be yeah. expected no, It was crazy. It was so
1: I couldn't believe it like that moment in time that it just came on and the the, like the, the show is like it's like a two to three hour kind of parter it's a three parter yeah. so my bit as well
0: yeah. it's crazy. I love that. I love that there's 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 all sorts of, of of shady shit that people kind of try and keep in their past or hide and yours yeah. is the like The thing about you, it is you used to knock about with Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. To, it's not, even, not even shady. Yeah, Jones, you so. got
1: me. You got me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I made I made a show of Lucas <laughs> I've
0: been cool. So, I mean, the music did you decide that you had to stop that to 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 focus on acting? Was that kind of of how that went because there's oh, yeah. a nice little uh, so solid moment in this new series of Bulletproof. Yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit in the car, like a little reference, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. It's nice they, to get those yeah. those little nods. They kept but that in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that so? Was that a thing that you had to go look? Either I'm going this route or I'm going this route, and I now have to I have to choose. No, do
1: you know what happened? It was like it was. I'd say natural if I could if I could because I went to prison. That was the key to everything. I went to jail. And I lost my kids, I lost my house, I lost my money, I lost everything. Mm. Um, And as far as I was concerned, that was because of music. So when I came out of prison, um, I didn't want to do anything. At that point, I thought I was going to be a drug dealer or something like that because (laughs) I was like, I'm done with the game, I'm done with the industry and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't have an agent at the time, so I'd stopped acting that whole time. I was in So Solid. So I had no connections for that. Um, and I was depressed. I was depressed. Um, I became a recluse. I didn't want to go anywhere. And it was that. It was Saul Dib, um, who was the director and writer of Bullet Boy. Yeah. Found me. Found my manager, I think, and then called me in for a meeting. Called me in for a meet. I read the script. And he was like, I've been writing this. I've been writing it for you. It's only you that can play it. I want you to do it. And I reluctantly said yes, because I was that depressed. I didn't even, I was like, I was, I had my fingers up to everyone at that point. Yeah. Because um, I felt like everyone, you know, you felt. I felt betrayed. I felt like everyone, no one, no one took care of me while I was in prison. No one did this for me. No one did that. So I just didn't want anyone's help. Um, But I did the film and it was the hardest film to shoot. But yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the breakthrough for me. Moment, yeah, it was a right? life changing moment. The 100%. But I always, I mean, even saying that, you can't suppress your natural um, instincts or, you know, your natural urges and music has always been in my heart and I'm a, I'm a really competitive person. So I was saying to him, I've I've signed with a label and with um, Catalyst Records at the moment and I'm working on a project for next year. And I was just like, I don't, I, I know me after I've done that album, I might just give up music for good. Yeah, because it's more about I didn't have a solo career Yeah, and I'm one of those people. It's like if I've got something I need to tick off, it's like I need to to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm driven by music still and it's still um, something that I have to do. Like I I bought my own studio. Like I go there a lot and I make music for pretty much no reason really, but I just enjoy
0: it. I love that. I talked to to kano about this about kind of how motivating from a positive point of view and from a, a a competitive point of view it's been to see the 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 kind of second wave of grime become this thing that's mm. can headline glastonbury can can do mm. all these amazing things and and kano and, and and so solid as well like being there in the early days mm. and kano kind of t- taking time off and going back and forth, how motivating it is to go, this is good, but you know I was doing this years. like you know, mm. you, you know I've been doing yeah, this, yeah. this for a minute. Mm. Is that a kind of, uh, is there anything there that may, is that anything that's motivated you to to uh, want to return? Um,
1: I think it seeps through sometimes. Like I, I, if, if I'm honest, I still think I do it better than a lot of the new, the newcomers, but that's just my opinion. NFC, it, right? exactly. well, that's what you've got to feel to be right? that's what I was going to say. You have to, yeah, the whole point of an mc is is bravado is is slight arrogance is you know um ego um yeah. and that's that's where your power is obviously coupled with skill so yeah man i mean
0: and listen. At, at what point does does making notes on your phone turn into i need to make a new record i need to to come yeah, back I to mean, this listen, i don't even
1: want to show you my phone but yeah i go I, I go through it, but I think it's mainly for me. It's it's not really about. I'm enjoying the scene at the moment. I'm enjoying yeah. how vibrant it is, and I can actually feel very proud that I was a part of whites the way it is. Because yeah. you know, some would say that we we literally we we as so solid anyway. We we died on the cross yeah. for the game. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, because yeah. We did. We, we were promised a lot, um, but because of Uh people not understanding our, the way we corresponded,
0: yeah. you know
1: what I mean? And us being, cause I think it's clear, it, you know, people accept art a lot more now when we were being debated by Tony Blair and that in House of Parliament over the, the content of our lyrics or whatever. It was a huge thing that they keep on talking about guns. Uh, yeah. And it was crazy or whatever. Whereas now, if you, I mean, you look on how many years on, um, you know, it's a lot of content is, is geared towards crime, knife yeah. crime, or whatever, um, and it's acceptable, radio playable, or yeah. whatever. So people are slightly, are desensitized, I, I guess. Um, and I suppose there's a there's an element of with social media as well has changed the game a lot because I feel like, and people are going to uh, boo me or whatever, but I feel like social media has given everyone. A chance to hide, yeah, um, and to become a person that they're not. So it's, it's escapism, yeah, um, which has meant that it's actually cool now. For you know, back in my day, it was if your jewelry was fake. You know, or your clothes were fake or whatever. You know, we had to have so solid. We went and spent over like £1.5 million on, on TTs. We never rented cars for our video. They'd always be our own yeah. or our, our own jewellery. We had a code of conduct. Whereas now I think the world has changed a bit. Like it's kind of cool to, to fake stuff. Yeah. and to take a picture outside someone else's Bentley on Park Lane, you know, and post it. As a aspirational tool or something like that, yeah. Um, and people, people are cool with that. So you can dreams are being sold, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: things just work in a different way. How important uh, was it with Top Boy to kind of, particularly in this in this third series, which was my favourite of the lot. And I was I was a big fan of the first mm. two seasons. So, so when it was coming back, I was like, oh, is, is this going to work? But I thought it came back amazing. But it felt. There was a lot of importance there of, I mean, with the Shane and, and, and Sally even individually, was showing that maturity but not losing any of the credibility, mm. if you know what I mean. Like like to show, because again, on on, on, on Kano's last record, he's talking a lot about knife crime and, and bad situations. And Top Boy addresses a lot of that and always has, but not in a... The, the way I look at it, when I was growing up, I always remember... I preferred Menace to Society to Boys in the Hood because Boys Mm. in the Hood felt like it was switching to to being preachy at the end. Mm. It felt like it was going, and here's the positive message. Mm. Whereas Menace was just going, here's what it's like. Do you know what I mean? And and Top Boy does a great job of doing that, of going, here's what it's like. But then also having, particularly in this latest series, having these conflicts, Mm. you know, emotionally and personally for the characters, going, is this the best situation is this how yeah. we want it to be yeah. uh, what's the the benefits so how key is all of that for for telling those stories i guess
1: i mean it's very key i think it's it all boils down to what the way i think about it all the time is about how am i going to honor this character how am i going to honor this role um and i feel like you know it's really easy even for me as a writer sometimes to demonize the own characters that my own characters I'm writing about um, because of stereotypes that I've been influenced by growing up um, as well as the other people around me. So it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, to throw, throw shade at, at the characters in the show. But what we, what our aim is all the time is to think about, you know, what would they do? Because what I want is those people that I'm representing. I only care that they like the show. Yeah. And that's no offense to anyone else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if people that are living that life can respect what I've done um, in portraying them, then I don't see
0: no one else should have a problem with it. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. kind of you
1: have to aim for
0: that, and that's you, kind of what you, we do. You're allowed allowed to look, but it's not for you. So You can't really get involved. It's fine you looking in, but yeah, if you've yeah. got criticism, yeah, that's it. Stop it's looking. Like, you know, talk
1: to those people that are are living it. And there's never gonna be a world where anything is a hundred percent accurate. Cause remember it is people really have to understand sometimes like it's, it's drama, it's comedy. I mean, it's, it's not comedy, it's drama, it's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's entertainment. And what we're trying to do is actually give you a, you know, a really good show that you want to watch and keep on coming back to. But at the same time, the, the, there should be some sense of, you know, part of the experience should be immersive. Part of the experience should be, that you feel like you're, you know, this is it and, it, and yeah. it's, and it's real. And that's, I think it's vital for, for a show like Top Boy, for it, it to have those things.
0: How key is, is, is the casting or stuff like that? Cause I, I spoke to Kane, like he had some great stories about Des Hammond, who really helped him out and really brought him along. And, and, and Jan directing mm. really helped. Cause again, Des Hamilton in particular is a big fan of finding people who aren't actors. Yeah. Just getting people in there and going, look, just, Get on set, and we'll and you know find the the role and find the character. But then that it does mean that there's going to need to be some guidance and some leading from those who are more experienced. I think
1: Des doesn't get as much credit as he deserves because actually there's more to it than that. So even though he is just street casting, uh, whatever you want to call it, he's. I think the skill is the places he goes to street cast. Yeah. Um and knowing the places that he goes to streetcars and work. The reason why I'm saying that is because actually we don't need to guide these people that much. Yeah. Because in some way they've already got the skills required. Yeah. So I don't know, it's really weird to be talking about people like this, but <laughs> like life experience can throw a lot of shit at you, man. So if you go through, like, some really negative experiences, whether you're in and out of prison or, you know, you're into knife crime, gang crime, whatever area, it doesn't mean that along the way you're not learning discipline. It doesn't mean along the way that you're not learning how to respond to direction.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and believe it or not, there are some very smart people that come from that those walks of life. So they have transferable skills. Yeah. And so literally when they come onto set, it's not like, preaching, you know what I mean, to, to an idiot. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. People pick up on those things really quick. So I you know there's as a I give there's a lot of credit before he sees that in a person before. Yeah. You know, you can be as there's a lot of people that will call me and go, bruv, like I'm a real gangster innit. Really. <laughs> like I should be in top boy or whatever, but I know that you're actually once you've had to film for an hour, you're going to have other things to do and you're not going to realise that you've got to stay for the whole day or yeah. this and that. There's other sorts of discipline that come along with it um, um, and sacrifice that come yeah. along with it as well.
0: And you need to, to be able to do this same performance 12 yeah. times in yeah. a row for yeah. different angles, for well, different people's go. close up. Yeah. It's like, well, nah, I, I can do it. I mean, but yeah. I, I mean, well, another guy I did a, a film with about a year ago now was was Bashy, and, and he was someone that as soon as I got on set, I kind of had to let him know how inspirational he is because he's mm. someone who's gone, no, I'm not only going to play this kind of role. He's gone out there and he's he's just done so much great stuff in America and and, and similar to yourself where there's a real variation going, I'm, I don't want to be typecast. Yeah. I don't want to just be doing the same character over and over again. So how is it to see people like that that you've worked with kind of branch out and not just be doing the same it's thing over and over
1: it's again. A, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a big supporter of um, of Bashy, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, Ashley Thomas, should, yeah. I, should I say. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's... he's I, I literally on the call sheet, it said Ashley Thomas. I had no idea. I walked yeah, in, I was like, yeah. Bashy, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's <laughs>
1: dope, man. I mean, he's like, he's one of those people. He's like, First and foremost, he, he's a legend for kind of what he did with the grime scene and yeah. the music scene or whatever, but just to, I remember he'd all, obviously he'd always been, been talented with acting, um, coming up how he did, but just the way he, he just flipped it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of focused on whatever. He's a very focused and, and, and dedicated guy, but, um, a real good, a real good performer,
0: solid performer, man, deserves everything. So, uh, bringing Top Boy back, how, like, What's the story of of how it all came about? because those first two happened and then it ended and then there's all the talk of Drake seeing it and becoming a fan and all this kind of what was it the, was it was, yeah, it was t- his, it, as
1: simple as that i mean lucy i uh, i woke up one day there was um on drake's instagram there was a picture of me and um the guy who plays dre Sean, yeah. standing at the top of the stairs and hot boy will rise again or something was underneath it. Actually, I don't think that was a, that might've been the second one, Um, but yeah, yeah. Caption underneath it. And, um, the shame will rise again. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was mad. So my phone was going crazy. It was like, bruv Drake's posted a picture of you or whatever. So I obviously went to look and just one thing led to another. And I think he DM'd me and would just shout me out for the respect and this and that. And then I sent my number and then his manager called and then I spoke to him and he was just like, initially it was just about like how much he loved the show. Um, and then when I kind of told him it'd been cancelled and it's not coming back. Um, yeah, it was like, a, all right, we'll see about that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> And obviously it's Drake, isn't it? So you're like, all right, mate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Probably not even you anyway. Someone yeah. who sounds like yeah, or whatever. And then... Yeah. Long story short, a year and a bit later, um, the guys called me at Cowboy Whoa. and were like, "Actually, we're making the show. Netflix are doing it."
0: I love it. Uh, wow, wow! Crazy. And 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 how exciting was that to bring it back? And how key, I guess, actually, was it to not just get everyone back together, but to build some new stars in there like Michael Ward was fantastic in it. And he smashed it in blue story recently and and little Sims coming in and, and having some amazing uh, subtle and personal scenes with uh, you in there. How key was that to go? Right. We're not just doing like a a lap of glory. Mm. We're we're adding to this and we're adding to the world. It
1: it was a thing for everyone, especially um, the bosses that um, this should be a standalone show yeah so if you didn't care about um top boy summer house um then you could watch this without knowing yeah, yeah, anything yeah. else and and um, that was an important theme that ran through so that meant new characters but the the space of having 10 episodes meant that there needed to be new new characters as well because you, you had a lot more time to to character develop and build um but yeah kind of having finding michael Wasn't easy. That was a a hard role um, to cast because someone of that age needed to have the um, emotional knowledge of what it takes to to be a father. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? To his younger brothers, and but to also so to also have that vulnerability, but and also switch and become look like someone that could take down Deshane. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I think he he was yeah he was an amazing choice. He's uh, listen. I mean, that boy's gone. He's flying right now. He's, yeah. I mean, he's just done a lap of the of America. Um, he's shooting some big movies out there. Right, uh, yeah. I can't even say what he's doing, but, um but yeah, I mean, he's he's he he's a real talent, man. Yeah, I love that. Um, one. And Sims, sorry, um, yeah. Sims as well. No one, know, no one, no one really knows, but she had been acting for for a while. So yeah. She came up acting, stage schools and whatever yeah. in the manner. <laughs> So um she's al- always had it but just soon be disconnected unless there is at least one
0: authenticated
1: user present. What is the some Is there someone else listening to us? Phones, no, no a valid
0: and pin. Uh, uh, people laugh at me because I, non- I normally say we're approaching the hour mark just to, c- to kind of wrap things up but that's a far better way to kind of yeah, say yeah, we're yeah. we're approaching the <laughs> end of the interview. In. Oh, sure. I need to get that as the But, but yeah so, or, I mean before we do wrap things up go I mean number one's Sims, yeah, she's smashed it and she's got big things coming up as yes. well that kind of aren't announced and stuff, but it's huge all over it. Um, but uh, can we talk briefly about parenthood because it feels like that's been that must have been a mad journey for you along. Because in the entertainment industry in general, that's a tough thing to, to hold down, but with the journey you've had with going into prison and losing everything and things mm-hmm. like where are you now? I guess, like, what's your outlook now of going, right, this is how I can hold this together and make and make sure it works? Well, I
1: mean, listen, I've just taken control of my own destiny. That's all that's happened. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I danced with the devil and I won. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, seriously, because there, lo- there was a long time where I was living day to day, even when I was, I had kids, you know, I was just yeah. living day to day, paying my bills and just getting by and whatever, but I had no plans. And it's I f- since I feel like, you know, I got to a certain age, I got married um, six and a half years ago. And um, Had a couple more kids And just realised That I was still a kid Do you know what I mean Yeah I, I just got to that I just hit that That ceiling Where I was like Oh shit i got to stop acting Like a, a child um, And everything became A bit more serious And more focused And I realised That what I was actually doing Is laying down the foundations For the legacy That I'm going to leave You know For, for my children And um, And that's the most Important thing to me now So Over these next whether it be five to ten years that I may still be prominent in what I'm doing before I fall and go behind the scenes, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work my hardest, yeah, um, and 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 make sure that I can do that.
0: So, so, what is ahead? Is 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 there anything that can be talked about? Is is there going to be more Top Boy? More
1: more more? Well, listen, um, everyone, you know the Top Boy thing. We want more Top Boy. We'd love to have more Top Boy. How long the show's going to live? I don't know, and that's all based down on you know down to how many people watch it and whether Michael's too big at the time to come (laughs) back or whatever else. And I suppose it's the same with Bulletproof. We do know that we've got um, we we've just announced, I think, um, specials. Yeah. So we've got a Bulletproof special season coming up, um, which will go like later in the year after. season two comes up which is really cool Um, and then yeah I mean I'm I'm directing a short film for with Sky in conjunction with Sky my own production company next year so that will be my directorial debut so to speak it's got to be
0: exciting right
1: yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that more than bulletproof top boy and anything else oh, or because snap. you've got a
0: lot of shorts in throughout your career as well like yeah. you've always done that so yeah, again yeah. It's, it's it's always a sign that it's about the art rather than just 100
1: percent the, product. 100%, 100%, the when art
0: you look on someone's imdb and there's yeah. you've done this big thing and then there's this, this short it's like all right you you, you give a shit come yeah in, yeah so. no
1: i do i really do care about it i, I care about making myself better
0: yeah. You know, and challenging myself
1: and that's what it's all about. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 slating my own projects at the moment. I've I've got a production company, um and a lot of the stuff on my slate is about what my next
0: challenge is gonna be. So watch this space man. I love that. Well thank you very much for your time. I'll no round no it worries. up before we get kicked out yeah. from, the, from the speakers again. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, bro.
1: You've been listening to Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces.
0: There we go. That was episode number 317. I'm not sure what who's going to be next week's episode. I did have someone coming on, but the kind of lockdown, I think, has made that one cancelled. But I've got a load recorded, so we'll move something forward. Things... you, you, You won't have to miss a week, I promise. Um... But yeah, there was going to be one that was I was going to be recording as you hear this yesterday to come out next week. But I think their trip to, to the UK has been cancelled. So yeah, we will see who's on next week. But um, in the meantime, if you need more podcasts to, to, to listen to, if you're working from home, then um, give uh, the Pod Bible Podcast a look. The Pod Bible Podcast and Pod Bible Magazine is all about opening your eyes and ears to all the new podcasts that might be of interest to you um i host the pod bible podcast along with Stu whiffin and adam richardson so uh yeah give that a look they're 20 to 30 minute episodes every monday that um might just pique your interest all right that's enough for me i'll see you all next week ta-ta